Welcome to the brand new Revival Ministry. This is your host, Todd Bernard. This is the Revival Show. And I want to take this time to speak to you about a new series that we are starting called Building Up the Inner Man. Getting an idea exactly what the inner man is, how does it affect our lives, and how can we become more like Christ? This is the whole goal, right, is to imitate Christ. And today we are going to look at uh, identity. I believe that we are in a identity crisis. People are believing false beliefs about who they are instead of finding peace in who God says that we are. I believe we are uh, we come to a point in our life to where we believe all the false things about ourselves instead of remembering as Christians, we are in Christ. And so it's not about who we are. It's about who Christ say we are because we are in Christ because of faith, uh, which justifies us to the father. And because of sin, we have lost our identity. We have given it up. And so you have uh, people walking around believing false things about themselves. That's not even true. See, the Bible tells us to be uh, not to be tricked by the craftiness of the devil. The Bible tells us that we need to understand our enemy. And sometimes our enemy is 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 really good at using the mind, which is the battlefield of spiritual warfare and putting into our minds thoughts about ourselves that are not true. Thoughts of what gender am I? People are confused of what gender they are or what gender they should be or what they think they should be. Thoughts of loneliness. But no one is going to love you because you're not good enough, right? Thoughts of fear don't come out of your comfort zone or you're going to embarrass yourself. Thoughts of guilt. You know, when you do something bad and when we ask God for forgiveness, we still feel this guilty feeling. We're haunted by it. These thoughts are not of us because in Genesis, God said that everything he made, including humans, are good. And for me, in the Bible, it doesn't say that God created us with a corrupt nature. It says we inherit the consequence of sin. I believe because of our free will, right? We, we have free will. God granted us free will. And through this free will, we have an opportunity or a chance to choose to sin. And because of our lack of experience, right? We don't, we don't know no better, right? It ain't until we experience stuff uh, is, is when we know that it's bad for us. And basically it means uh, we are stupid because we don't have the experience we need to make the right decision. And sin becomes a vital part of our nature. It comes inbreded into who we are. And sin dwells in our heart. It dwells in the core of our being. And what we forget is that we are reborn people made brand new. What Jesus did on the cross is restore us to the, the purpose God had in mind when he created us. He, he, he restored us to our original self. And so the question is, why is it that we continue to believe these false things about ourselves, even though we know that God restores us through faith in Jesus? It's because of the devil. He knows to use our mind as a playground. He knows that we actually believe uh, uh, what we actually believe. Uh, it shapes our beliefs. It shapes our purpose. Uh, it shapes our destiny. It shapes our goals, which uh, begins in the mind. 
which then transforms into the heart. And then we actually act on these things without even thinking about them. I want you to write this down. This is very important. Write this down. What you believe about yourself shapes your worldview and play a critical role in your identity. What you believe about yourself shapes your worldview and plays a critical role in your identity. Let's take a moment and define what worldview is, what identity is, and what beliefs are. Worldview is the fundamental process of our beliefs, encompassing the whole of the individual, which shapes our viewpoint. Right. So in other words, it's what we believe to be true, but more importantly, what we actually walk out. Because the Bible says that what's in our heart will come to surface. There is a difference between what we believe to be true and what we walk what we actually walk out. See, what we actually walk out is actually what we believe in our heart. This is what the Bible says to be true. And this is what worldview is. For example, people who are Christians believe wholeheartedly that the Bible is the divine word of God. We believe this to be true. But our outer expression shows we are still listening and believing the lie that the devil tells us. But instead, as Christians, we need to believe what we believe to be true, which is that the Bible is the divine word of God. And if we believe that, then the word of God is our constitution for our lives that we put into action. And so people around us should see uh, that we are Christians. We shouldn't have to ask anyone, do I look like a Christian? Because they, it should automatically show that you are a Christian. Identity, on the other hand, is the personal characteristics that defines a person by which they are recognized and known. The characteristics that make them unique. So your identity is the character that defines you as a person. It's how people recognize you and know who you are. What what would your best friend say about your character? What would what would he have to say? Or on the flip side, what would your enemy say about your character? What are you known for? What are some things that you do people know you by? Uh, uh, all of this is what your identity is. It's basically who you are. Beliefs. Beliefs are what you know for sure to be true, placing faith, trust and, and, and going as far as believing so strongly that we are willing to commit our lives to what we believe to be true. For example, Christians believe that the Bible is true and we believe that what God says is true. And if we believe this, we should be willing to commit to believing and living what Jesus did for us. And, 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 and what God says about us, and it shows through our actions. People, can't have, people shouldn't have to ask us what we believe in or what our worldview is because our thoughts are uh, uh, our actions. They should see it. They should know uh, that we are believers and followers of Jesus Christ. Your worldview deals directly with your beliefs. It's not what you believe or think to be true, but what do you actually walk out? We realize that what we think 
and what we believe in our hearts about ourselves will surface through our actions without thinking about it. There's a story in the Bible in, in, in Judges chapter 6 and 7. This story is about a military man, a prophet, a leader uh, by the name of Gideon. And during this time, the Mediites uh, were trying to imprison Israel. They were trying to take their land. These guys were going around raiding all throughout the land. And God appeared as an angel to Gideon and called him a mighty warrior. Gideon began to question himself, saying, oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, how uh, 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 how come all of this has happened to us? Where are all the miracles our fathers has told us about? Did the Lord bring us out of Egypt? Right. He's questioning himself. He's doubting himself because of the thoughts that he uh, be started to believe about himself, that he's not good enough. Now, the Lord forsake us and deliver us into the hands of the Mediites. I want you to notice that the Lord didn't even say anything to him. Didn't even bother to answer the question. Ignore what he said completely. He says, uh, you will be saved. You will save Israel from the Mediites. So Gideon argues with him again. Well, Lord, how, how, how can I how, how can I save Israel? How do I <clears throat> how can I do this? My tribe is the weakest. I'm the youngest and the least in my family. See this doubt. And the Lord said to him, surely I am with you and you will defeat the Midianites as one man. So now notice that God didn't listen to nothing that uh, none of his objections it's like God carried on like he didn't even hear anything he said. But we know that God did hear what he said. But I want to share with you some things on our identity in Christ. You see, God comes to this man in the midst of a crisis and declare to him his identity. The Lord is with you, you mighty warrior. Right. He tell him he's a warrior and immediately he hears God speaking his identity and immediately what Gideon believes in his heart surfaced. Oh, well, I'm the least in my family and my tribe, and we are the smallest tribe, and we are uh, quite poor. When the truth comes and God speaks to you directly, put truth into you. What you really believe in your heart will surface, right? The key phrase here, I want you to write this down. Key phrase that I want you to write down is people live out what they believe about themselves. People live out what they believe about themselves. What you choose to see determines your reality. You have the power to change your reality uh, by shifting your focus. When you think you build thoughts uh, and these thoughts become physical substance in your brain, it becomes your reality. In Proverbs 4.23, it says, guard your heart above all else, for it is the source of life. Your heart is the source of life. So in other words, as a man or a person think in his heart, that's how they'll be. So the way you see yourself will determine how you will live your life. What you believe about yourself will affect how you conduct your life and the things that goes on around you in your life. If you, for, for example, believe in your heart, I am unwanted, 
right? I am rejected or uh, 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 I'm unlovable. What will happen is you will put out a spiritual energy or a force around you and people will pick it up and two things will happen. One, you you will misinterpret everything and people who who believe their rejection sees it everywhere and put it into their life. And two, the thing that that's that that will happen is that you will attract into your life the very thing you believe in your heart. How you see yourself and what you believe about yourself impacts all areas of your life. The heart beliefs and expectations impact the spiritual atmosphere around your life. So, for example, if you believe I am unwanted, the spiritual atmosphere around you is filled with rejection. You will be blind and you will believe that people actions rather are not as true is you will feel a feeling of rejection. You you won't be able to help it because you believe it. Uh, uh, what the person experience, okay, over and over again, so this, we're dealing with your experience now, what person, what people experience over and over again will shape what they believe about themselves. So, for example, if a story about an elephant OK, a elephant that is tied to a stake in the ground. The more the elephant tries to get away, he get hooked back and he cannot break away. He does this day in and day out for months. And eventually he get to a point where he don't even try anymore. Then the owner comes up and ends up taking the stake out the ground. Right. And 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 feeling and freeing the elephant. Eventually, the elephant believes it's not able to break free. Once uh, the stake is out of the ground, he, he still believe he cannot escape. So what you believe about yourself in your heart will come to the surface and the experience you face over and over again will shape what you believe about yourself. This is what is called your worldview. Your worldview is shaped by your beliefs and what you believe in your heart. You will walk out in reality. So in other words, we walk out our worldview. It shapes our perspective. It shapes who we are uh, and who people say we are. It has everything to do with your identity. So what are a couple ways that people defines us, define us? Some people define us by our face, right? What we look like. Oh, he's ugly or he looks good, right? Or he's, he's, he's all right, right? They define you by your name or your nickname, what they call you. They call me T. Wayne, right? My family call me T. Wayne and uh, my, my, my people in football call me Bernard. But who, who a person is linked or connected to? Right. This is another way that people define you, like your family, your nationality, your racial group. Right. They define you by your occupation. Right. What a person does, where he works, you know, what his career is. They define you by your gender. I'm a male. Right. My wife is a female. They 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 define you by your social status, your position, uh, your 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 money position. OK, uh, they define you by your kids, how they behave and uh, how many kids you have. Right. And, and, and the last one I want to point out is experiences, failures of the past. You know, this is also what 
uh, people defines us as. You see, this is what we tend to believe in about ourselves. We tend to take the victim mentality towards others, especially when we have been done wrong. Right. We always like to put the blame on somebody else. But let's look at what's uh, what God say about us uh, and, and, and who he say we are. And so what I want to do is I just want to touch base on this just a little bit. Um, and then next week we're going to pick up and we're going to go full force of who God say we are. But first, let's turn our books to uh, Genesis. There's a couple things in Genesis that I want to point out before we end this. The very first thing that I want to point out is the very first sentence, the very first verse in the very first chapter of the book. And it says that God created heaven and earth. So there's a couple things that God wants you to know about him. First, God in the original text is called Elohim and Elohim means all powerful, true the true God, the mighty God, right? Ruler, sovereignty. So why would this be something that God wanted you to know about it? Well, when you when you start to study the Bible and you study the, the ancient culture, you'll start to realize that back then uh, people uh, uh, after the Adam Eve story uh, that happened and then um uh, People started to try to figure out, right, because God was silent. People were trying to figure out who am I? Where am I from? Uh, uh, what is this all about? And so they became they started to make up all of these different gods. Right. Uh, like the, the God son, uh, the son of God, all these pagan beliefs. Right. The the God of the ocean, uh, stuff like this. And this is like the one of the reasons why God walked on water. Yes, it was to uh, show a miracle. But at the same time, he walked on water to say, look, I am better than this God are these stories you believe in, right? Or how how Moses uh, parted the Red Sea, right? He wanted he wanted to show you that hey he is he is most powerful than these guys that you believe in that think they run the water, and so this is the reason why the very first thing he want you to know about him is that he's Elohim. The second thing he wants you to know about him is that he is a creator. He is a creator. OK. And what do create mean? Create means to create something out of nothing. That means God didn't have to use anything to create what he created. OK. He didn't have to use uh, uh, nothing. And so uh, this creation, uh, God creating is really good. And one thing else about this that he created, he created the heavens first and the earth. To me, guys, this is to me, I believe that uh, the book of Genesis, uh, the people say the creation story of the universe. I don't think this is the story of the universe. I think this this is the formation story of the universe, because the next sentence that you read is about how the the nature of God was hovering over the depths of the water. 
right? So water had to be here. And, and if water was here, he, he allowed the land to come up and separate the water. So the land was here and the water was already here. And so this is why I say this is the formation story that took place within six days, but it's not necessarily telling us how he created the earth. OK, he already created the earth and he already created heaven and he created uh, when he creates something, he created with everything that it needs. OK, that's one thing that you need to know. He create everything uh, when he creates something, he created what it needs. The second thing about the creation is that he talks to directly to the source that he's creating. And so, for example, if he's creating the fish, he, he speaks to the water. When he create man and man is made of dirt, he talk directly to the dirt. OK. And so whatever God creates, he speaks directly to it. OK. And, and, and at the end of this, he says that everything that I made, he took a rest and said, everything that I made is good. OK. And, and so let's go to, to, to verse 27. Verse 27. I'm sorry. I thought my Bible was open to that, but I was studying something else. So just give me give me two seconds while I, while I pull this up. I know it, but I want to I want to make sure I'm giving you guys the right information. And so uh, it says, so God created man in his image. He created man in the image of God. He created them male and female. So here we see that God created two prototypes. Okay. He created two prototypes of humans. He created the male and he created the female. Okay. And the man in this is referred to a spirit. Okay. Where it says God created man. That is spirit. He created our spirit in the image of 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 him and the likeness of him okay this doesn't a lot of people get this wrong okay they take this verse and they automatically believe that we are created just like god are we just like god we're nothing like god okay that's one thing that we we cannot get mixed up we are nothing like god okay it says that uh, uh, our spirit is made in this image and in its likeness. So what happens is a lot of people like to use the statue story or the or uh, if, if, if I had a statue of Dr. Martin Luther King, when you look at that statue, it's going to bring up what it's going to bring you remembrance of that of Dr. Martin Luther King. Right. The likeness of Dr. Martin Luther King. This is what is going to bring up is the likeness of him. And so what is that, though? That is a representation of Dr. Martin Luther King. It's not uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. Of course, Dr. Martin Luther King was a human and the statue was made of concrete. And so it's not. Uh, the statue was not Martin Luther King. It is made in the image and likeness of Dr. Martin Luther King. And so that means that we are made in God's image and likeness. We are his representatives. We are his ambassadors uh, uh, on earth because his whole plan, okay, was to to get glorified. That's one. But his whole plan was to copy, cultivate uh, uh, the earth with heaven. He wanted for for his creation on earth to experience heaven. He wanted a family, a heavenly family on earth. 
Okay. And so he, he, he formed man from dirt and he blew into his nostrils and he became a living man, a living soul. And then he took, he made the man go to sleep and took out the rib, right? Because the woman and the man is not created from the same thing. The woman is created directly from the man, took out the rib and created the woman. All right. And so uh, uh, what else do it say? It says in 28, it says, God blessed them and said, and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fulfill the earth and subdue it. So these are the first things that God tells us to, to be fruitful, right? To be fruitful is to uh, uh, take care of or, or flourish the earth, right? Make the earth beautiful, make it fruitful, okay multiply means to to multiply in numbers to have babies to fill the earth okay and to subdue it subdue it is to have rule and we see this at the next uh the next statement it says uh rule the fish of the sea the birds of the sky and every creature that crawl on the earth god said look i have given you every seed bearing plant on the surface of the entire earth and every tree whose fruit contains seeds. Okay. So he gave them dominion. Okay. He gave them dominion. And then he told them to work. He put them into the garden and told them to work. That was the first commandment that he gave him was told them to work. And so uh, what he ended up doing after this is what work, right? Let's talk about work. How do we define work, right? If we, if, 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 if I invented the microwave, the microwave was invented to warm up my food, okay? And so let's say the microwave doesn't warm up my food, then it's not working. It's not doing what it's created to do. OK. And so when God says work the, the grounds, he's telling us to have dominion. He's telling us to have dominion over the ground. But I will get into that. Man, I am so excited about this next talk that I'm going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about uh, who we are in Jesus, who we are in God, how God created us. That was just a little dose of it to keep you more motivated to click on the next uh, episode, man. And like I said, I'm going to finish this in prayer. Dear Father God, thank you for all that you do, Lord. I ask that you clear the minds of 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 all these people, Father, all the hearers, renew their heart, renew their mind, Father, allow them to know that they are made brand new, Lord, and that they don't have to listen to these false thoughts that pop into their head, Father, that they are made uh, good, Lord. And so I ask that you give them that courage to walk out uh, what's in their heart. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Hey, I want you guys to remember this. You are beautiful people. God created you to have dominion. He created you to love. He created you to 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 believe big about yourself. Okay? And so you have to start believing it. The more you believe it, the more you meditate on this, the better your life will be. Okay? All right, y'all. This is my time. Thank you for joining the BMR BNR Brand New Revival Ministries. This is your host Todd Bernard, and we catch you next time.